How to show up as you. Welcome to Tools to Create a Better Life with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for being here. I am so incredibly grateful for you. Yeah, so if you're watching this on video, you see a beautiful swimming pool behind me. And in a few hours, the water will start coming out of that hop tub area. It's beautiful, but it doesn't work to do my videos with that much noise going on. So I had to come out a little bit early, which also means I'm not in there because it's a very cold pool which I love when it's so hot out. I am in Florida in November. It's amazing. Uh, and the pool is amazing, but not at eight o'clock in the morning. So there we go. All right, how to show up as you. Oh my goodness. This is probably one of the most asked questions of me lately, especially as I'm talking more and more about imposter syndrome. I had a free call. If you didn't get the download, you can go and access that. Link will be above or below. And it is an invitation into a five-week program that I've got starting in January of 2024, all about stopping doubt and crushing imposter syndrome. So you can actually feel confident and successful in your life and in business. Yeah, let's do it guys. Let's do it. If you haven't seen my previous two radio shows where I talked more about one is about my journey with imposter syndrome that I didn't even know I was doing. Uh, and then also about kind of going beyond doubt with it. So this is kind of just another piece of that. So to show up as you really, you have to recognize that you have value as you not as an echo of somebody else's work, which I did for so many years, not as uh, someone that you pretend to be or pretend to, to be to fit in, but you, you have value as you, <sighs> right? So then how do you show up as you? Because I get that we can start choosing to show up as us, even if we don't have say crushed imposter syndrome just yet maybe we're still operating it from bits and pieces or maybe a lot it doesn't matter but we can still choose to show up as us and what it takes my my experience is recognizing when you're not recognizing when you're choosing to show up as someone else or show up in a way that you fit in or show up in a way that makes other people happy it was a big one for me I would say probably my entire life is my value that I'd put on myself and others had put on around me was making sure other people were happy. That was where my value was. So it wasn't actually a value. That's no value of me. <laughs> That's a value of something that I can do and I can do it very well. Let me tell you. Oh my gosh, I could have awards in it as probably many of you could also. And that's not showing up as me, that's showing up as how someone else would like me to be or act or do or whatever it is. So first step is to really start looking at where are you, where are you not doing that? Be aware of that. When you walk into a room and you maybe weren't just feeling 100% bubbly, but you walk in and you just put that face on like, oh my gosh, everything's amazing. Everything's perfect. It's like, ah, that's not you. That's your being something for somebody else. Now, maybe in some situations that's appropriate and possibly not. So you really have to look at that for you. Look at where you're not being you. Now, do I mean you should walk into a group of people and be like, oh, everything's horrible and all, all is awful and the world is coming to an end? I'm not sure that's you either. Now, you might though be in that space and that's also okay. 
that's also okay. So in that case, you might actually, if you were choosing for you, you might not even go to that thing, that event, that group thing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm talking very generally. So you really need to look at it for you, really need to look at all the different pieces and parts for you. But that is where you want to start. Start calling yourself out. Just you personally, you don't need to announce it, but call yourself out when you're not choosing that, when you're not being you. And you don't even have to change it. This, this is the thing, guys, that I have found to be the most helpful, is I let myself off the hook. So I can acknowledge I'm not being me, but I don't have to do anything about it. If I want to, I can, but I do not have to. And this has been such a game changer because then I'm more apt to call myself out on it. I'm more willing to say what I'm choosing or acknowledge what I'm choosing when I also don't have to change it. Be like, wow, I'm, I'm really choosing to be somebody else here. Okay, cool. And then I could change it or not. That becomes the choice, but it's not relevant. And that is, you know, I would say step number two in a sense, not that I've thought of these as steps, but that's the way I'm speaking to them. Uh, you know, acknowledge when you're on and don't force yourself to change it. For some of it, there might be uh, an awareness of what that is. Maybe every time you get together with a certain friend group, you you choose not to be you. So there might be some information in that. There might be some awareness in there for you. And it's not right or wrong. You know, as you guys know, if you've been around here for a while, we've been house and pet sitting around uh, Canada and the US for um, many months now. Like. July, August, September, October, November, five months now. I can't believe it's been that long. We are loving it. Uh, but one thing I've noticed about myself is that I will in like not be all of me when we are in say the interview process. So the way that it works with trusted house sitters, if anybody's interested, reach out. I've got a link, it will save you, I think it's 25%. And I also get a couple months free if you use it. Um, so you apply for a sit you're interested in and then we invite them to do a Zoom. I always invite them to do a Zoom. I just find it easier if we get to meet face to face. And so then I will find that often on those Zooms, I'm not 100% me. I'm more aware of what they would like so we can get the sit. But do I really want to get a sit that I can't be me on? Now, of course, in the sit process, you know, they're the, they may be introduce us to the animals and the house and and 20 minutes 30 minutes and then they're gone so we're not with them for the sit but it's still it's still a funny energy and I'm still aware of it when I'm choosing it so we actually had two different things come up this week with uh, people that we've applied for sits and in both cases I was like wow I could um, if I wasn't choosing for me I would actually say yes to this and I really recognize one, I recognized it, and two, I was willing to change it. So it's like, no, actually, I don't need to be something different. And if they don't like it, it's actually okay. Yeah, that's a big part of it for me. It's like, it's okay if they don't like it or if they don't like me. And usually, um, I'm silly enough to make it personal. So it's not like, yeah, it's crazy, right? They don't like me. It's not about that. Um, but I was willing. I was willing to acknowledge it. I was willing to choose different. And I was willing to voice it which I'm just so proud of because it changes so much. It changes so much. Now I will be even more willing to be me in those sorts of situations. So look at that for yourself. Look at where, you know, when you're not being all of you, when you are choosing for other people or to make other people happy or all of that insanity. And then look at, okay, what would I actually like here? What would I actually like here? 
I mean, I've always had such great adoration and respect for people who are willing to just be honest with what works for them and what doesn't work for them in, in situations. Because I, again, I tended to more often be willing just to be aware of what the other person wanted and say that's what I wanted and then be upset and resentful and all the crazy, judgy of me, judgy of them sometimes. Uh, and so, you know, the willingness to be me and say yes or no in situations without adding any story to it. It's a huge part. It's a huge part. And it's the huge part to then being willing to be more of me in every situation. Because these are something kind of like a... Um, you know, like a job interview, right? So we're in a job interview and, and being willing to say what works for me or doesn't work for me, you might not get that job. And it's funny that that's more valuable. Being the, the chosen one is more valuable than actually being the choosing one. And partly my willingness to say no in these situations was recognizing how much fun it isn't <laughs> when I choose something that I know is a no for me and then it's not fun and then I'm cranky and all the things so I mean you can apply this in any area of your life of course and a lot of times we talk about this from a business standpoint because we look at say our potential clients our potential customers as they are everything right there, there's a saying that the customer's always right is that actually true? No. Now, sometimes, absolutely, we had bought some shirts here for hubby uh, at Macy's and I washed them. I washed them because I said to him, you know what, I'm not sure you'll follow the instructions, so I'm going to do it. As We spent, uh, you know, enough money on them. They're beautiful shirts. And I washed them as per instructed and they still shrunk. So I, they were a Columbia shirt, so I actually talked to Columbia first. I've never done this sort of thing before, but it was like, no, actually this is not okay. This is, so, talked to Columbia first. They said, we need to take them back to Macy's. Right on Macy's receipt, it says, like, if they're worn, um, we're not taking them back. But I'm like, all right, and we went back and, and they took them back. And, you know, she pointed out that this was their return policy. They weren't taking them back, but they would do that. So in that case, I wasn't necessarily right. The, the woman that was assisting us was probably just aware that it was, it was what, like, we had only had them for a few days and all the things. So it wasn't like we had them for six months and he wore them and we were just tired of them. It was just a couple days. Anyway, so that's one case. But let's say it had been six months and we took them back and there'd been lots of use on them. Then I'm not right. And not, again, not that it's about being right or wrong, but that saying can really trip us up as business owners because if the customer's always right, then we are being the chosen one. We're not being the choosing one. So there's been times where I've actually fought in terms of, say, a PayPal refund. I've actually fought it and said, no, they got what they asked for. Here's how it's all set out, all the pieces. And, and I've actually won some of them, some I didn't. Uh, but so in, in those cases, it's, it's okay to be, you know, be you, to look at what works for you and also be willing to lose those clients and customers that don't actually contribute or don't actually, that wouldn't maybe be fun to continue to play with. And that's something that a lot of times we just don't look at as business owners. And so we're, we're, we're not being all of us because it's we we want the client we want to make sure they're happy we don't want bad reviews all of this insanity so 
lots of things for you to think about. Again, come and join us for the five-week Stopping Doubt and Crushing Imposter Syndrome so you can feel confident and successful in your business and your life. If you didn't get the free call, you can go and download it. Again, if you don't see any of the links, reach out and I will get them for you. Have a fabulous week, sweet friends. I look forward to chatting again next week.